My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, boy, have we got oh. a juicy edition of Judd's Hockey Show. It's hot. Oh, like, my God. Oh. Oh. It's hot. I, oh. Not from the takes. Not necessarily oh, the hot takes. Don't touch the... Oh, it's hot. Um, yeah, who who needs hot takes when you've got hot takes coming from the team? This is fantastic. All right. So, as most of you probably know by now, the Wild laid another egg last night. Um, I, I was there. Declan was trying to, to watch. Oh, I watched. Uh, no, no, no. I, I Okay. Look, I have I thought, my means. I have my means to watch okay. games. Well, I knew you were I trying guess... from the Valley Sports North app, and you pay yeah. for it, and you're getting screwed on that, so I'm glad that you found other means to watch it. Yeah, no, I, I echo a lot of Minnesota hockey fans that try to use that damn app. I will willingly pay the 20 bucks if you have a very good service uh, instead of using the means that I use to watch the games for free, and it's fine. I don't mind doing the free method. But I was able to watch it. Yes, I was able to get the game in yesterday. Okay, well, that's good. And if you hadn't been, you know what? I wouldn't blame you or say that that's bad because it was a terrible performance in which the Wild lost 5-3, to three, um, gave up three more power play goals. They did post a furious rally, uh, but they have played awful of late. They've looked dead. They've looked they they look like a bad team. Uh, the guys that, that they signed to extensions before the season, Zuccarello, Foligno, um, and Hartman, who who had to hear the talk about, you know, what is Bill Guerin doing? They have not looked great. Hartman has had his moments. But anyway, long story short, let's get to what's going on right now as we record this and then react. Because we have uh, Dean, if you heard him post game on Thursday, was pissed off. As mad as I've ever seen his quotes post game. He ordinarily can get a little bit abrupt, but. He was just flat out mad, and he didn't he didn't hide it. It was very Yozy like, um, with his disgust. So today at practice, we have some changes made, and I should mention that that Dean did finally in the second period last night juggle his lines. Thank God. Um, but let's get to some quotes. Let's get to some notes, and we'll react. First of all, I am, and this is just a plethora of fantastic Twitter accounts. Uh, let's start with uh, Bally Sports play-by-play man Anthony LaPanta at practice, uh, quoting Dean. Asked about what he hoped to accomplish Friday at practice, Dean said, work. And to make sure we will be ready to go tomorrow, we will be ready tomorrow. And then he continued, we haven't been good enough. We will get better tomorrow. It doesn't matter who was out. We have 20 players in uniform. You either play your ass off or you won't have success. Um and then our friend from Judd's Hockey Show, Jesse Pierce, went in the locker room and talked to some players, um, including Matt Zuccarello, who doesn't talk a lot, but when he does talk, oh, he can, be, can, be, uh, can be insightful and curt. Matt Zuccarello, it's not like these guys don't effing work hard. We work hard every day. This is the hardest working team I've been part of. Sometimes when it goes bad, you just work too hard too. And Jesse said he was he was not it's not as pissed off as he sounds. He was more just trying to, I don't know, be a captain type because the captain Spurgeon is out. It, anyway, a Spurgeon not coming back tomorrow. He is eligible now uh, for his LTIR, long-term injured reserves uh, stint to end. Um, it sounds like Damon Hunt, the defenseman, is going to draw into the lineup tomorrow, probably Merrill or Addison out. 
Um, and I'm guessing Addison is out. Oh, you know what? No, I take that back because I'm looking at power play combinations, Declan Goff. Mm. Uh, and the power play combinations, it looks like Kalen has been uh, put on the second power play. And you now are going to have five forwards on the first power play. How hot do you think Dean Seed is? You know, it's funny before. So you and I plan to do a show on Friday morning early before everything that has taken place with these quotes and things that has happened that are happening at tree as we speak. And I was going to come on the microphone and tell you, we are a Mike, yo B word fit. I almost said it. I almost said it S fit happening on the ice, a meltdown happening on the ice at practice. We are knocking on the door of something significant like that happening. And obviously there weren't cameras in there. And I don't think Dean went full Mike Yo, where he was slamming his stick and asking, do you think this is funny playing like this and all that stuff? But that was my grand takeaway coming into this show was we're, we're, uh, we're one game away from something like that happening. And then obviously the, the nail in the coffin would be that Dean could possibly lose his job. Um, man, I, I told you and Jess on Wednesday, I think this, that this is a bad hockey team. Now, I know you called it a furious rally, and it certainly was. In the second and third period last night, they they played better than normal, but their first was atrocious. It was a horrible first 20 minutes for the Wild. And then obviously the last five minutes were also a disaster. So like, if you take the majority of the, of the game, did the Wild play better than the Devils? I actually think, yes, they did play better than the Devils, but it wasn't obviously enough to beat a really good Devils team. Uh, th- this is trending towards something that even though I called it a bad hockey team, we're, we're heading towards a drastic change here if they don't get their act together quickly. So they are playing like a bad team. They're not this bad. And I keep coming back to coaching. Why did it take until after the first period last night when they came out and laid a complete egg? And that building, I don't think the fans were mad. They just were apathetic. And what I don't understand is, why did it take until then to change lines? And, oh, by the way, Marco Rossi with Kaprizov looked pretty good. It looked pretty good because Marco Rossi has more talent than Ryan Hartman. Oh, by the way, Ryan Hartman was put on a line with two guys he should play with. Um, but where is the kick in the ass? Where wow. is – and this is the second consecutive year. Last year, they had to go out and get Reeves. And in this case, because the cap, I don't know what they can or can't do. They can't do much, but – where was where is the kick in the ass? Like Dean, dude, okay, you can complain all you want, and you might be right. But the fact is, it's up to you to maximize the talent, which means lighting a fire. It means lighting a fire. And you know, if I'm Bill Garrett, I'm pissed off too because and I, I guess I'm partially pissed at myself, but you sign those guys to you sign those three guys to extensions right before the season starts. And a lot of people, rightfully so, are like, are you sure that's a good I- idea? And, you know, aside from Hartman, you got guys that are just sort of, I don't know what to call it, floating around at times. And, you know, you need your coach to do something. And he finally did. And I don't know if it, it was him or if Bill called down and said, What the hell are we doing here? But like there is so many things and Spurgeon's loss hurts, no question about it. But we will continue to say that's not going to fix the entire thing. Um, I just, it feels like, it really does. It feels like the Yosey teams where you have a lot of guys floating around like they're good, like they think they're good. And, and the Kaprizov thing, I got no clue. The Kaprizov thing has head. me, 
Well, and he scored a goal last night, but he he's turning over the puck. Yeah. But like, when's this? Like, the thing is with Kirill, I think it's going to change. Like, he's too good to play this bad mm-hmm. for an extended for a really long period of time. But you know, this is the whole when the Vikings were one and four. It's like play for the draft pick. You suck. And then they win three consecutive games. I keep waiting for the wild to sort of come back now, right? Like it's early still, and, and, and it's not for points. You're losing points. But it's early still as far as you've got time to play some good hockey. But um, I just, I really wonder, you know, if the coach is, what's the coach doing here? Mm-hmm. And now it's crisis mode. See, that's the problem now. Now you're juggling things because it's crisis mode. Why weren't you juggling things when it was, we need a spark mode? Why, mm-hmm. why were you waiting? I, I just, I'm very, very confused about what the Dean strategy is here. And the other thing is, and I keep, and this is a playoff thing, but it feels like it's translating now. It feels like when things get worse decks, like when things aren't go, going well, Dean doesn't really help with that. Like, I, I think that he is low. He does not like to, and he's doing it now, but he does not like to criticize his team publicly. But I always feel like when it's a, a moment of crisis potentially or a crucial moment that Dean doesn't diffuse the atmosphere at all. He doesn't no. help it. Feels like it gets more uptight. And that's one of my things in the playoffs. Like what goes wrong there? It feels like it's partially on Dean or largely on Dean. I didn't agree with the extensions that I should say friend of the show, Bill Guerin made uh, with all these veterans. I did not agree with those extensions. Um, and the wild though have, married themselves to those players for the short and long term. Now, Leopold isn't going to fire Garen for those decisions. And by the way, I think Garen should take heat for those decisions. I don't like those decisions. I think they're going to come back and bite you. However, they they have said that this is going to be our team for the next few years for the most part. They re-signed Zuccarello. They re-signed Ryan Hartman. They re-signed Marcus Foligno. They said this is still going to be our core of, of, of players, which is an interesting bet to make for guys that are over 30. And if that's going to be the core and you're not going to fire and you're not going to make changes to the general manager or hockey ops, then the coach is next in line because that's the, that's the decision that this team has made is they're going to bet on these veterans and these forwards. Um, again, I don't, I don't like getting multi-year contracts out to guys who are probably over the hill, which is what they did here. So if that's the case, and we can't go back and resurrect those contracts, then you're going to have to make a coaching change if this trend continues. Now, I don't know who the next yeah. man in line would be. I don't know if it's internal. Dougie Wait, baby. If Dougie Bill, Wait. If Bill Guerin has an even external option that he's already starting he to, does. to, to spin, his, spin his hat on. But they're, they're not going to go back and redo these contracts. They can't, and they're not going to fire Bill Guerin. So if this continues, we're, on, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. On November 3rd, if this losing streak continues, I would bet by next Friday, I would bet good money we might see a head coaching change. And this being hockey, they'll probably win. Like, I, I bet they win tomorrow night against the Rangers. Um, now, now the special you teams think? is, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying ho- hockey's weird, man. Guys finally come out with fire. Like, if you hmm. played with, like last night, if you had played with a modicum of piss and vinegar, you would have had a chance because you came out and just got rolled in, in the first, you know, showed the first. And then to your point, you sort of came back and, and look, the devils are better than you. Jack Hughes is better than anyone you had on the ice. I understand that. But to what you're saying, it's a road game for them. 
you had a chance. Your penalty kill is absolutely atrocious. You might have to make a change there as well. But um, so the contracts were Hartman, who actually has held up his end. Like he is, he is, um, Hartman is who he is. Felino, again, he's been disappointing. But let's talk about the main one. And let's talk about what at least my incorrect perception was at the time and what's happened. Because I think this is the I think this is the one where Garen takes the most heat potentially. Matt Zuccarello. And I defended that contract by saying if it makes Krill happy, if you can because Krill is gonna, you know, be in need of an extension here himself at some point soon. And if he's happy, most important player. Um here's what I didn't realize. Both of them were gonna come out and cash it in. Like, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, Krill has to pull his head out of his rear end. Yep. He he does. But, you know, what's funny, Dex? Zach Zuccarello? I mean, he missed a wide open net again last night. And he's become so pass happy. That's the one that really concerns me. Like, you just signed a guy to an extension who, I don't know. When he's playing well, you're going to get a lot. But if he's over the hill like like if this is what we thought it was when he was trying to play with the broken arm issue what three years ago four years ago four four years ago now um that's the one where i think garen is going to get a ton of heat because matt zuccarello ain't bringing much right now no uh, and we all criticized that contract the first contract you signed with paul fenton and after yep. year one you and myself and numerous others like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. And he actually ended up fulfilling that contract obligation. He was fine. Um, he was going to be entering a contract year. And I guess the you know the logic was probably right that they tried to keep Kirill Kaprizov happy and you don't want to take away his buddy. You know, they do those. They obviously have chemistry. They like each other off the ice. They Peanut the butter and jelly commercial. Yeah. Um, but that's a that's a bad bet to make. Like, I mean. Bill Guerin knows infinite times more hockey than I do. And in terms of signing and development and all that stuff. And I won't, I will bow to him in that regard, but I would have loved to have a drink with Bill Guerin and say, Billy, you can't, you can't make this move. You cannot re-sign this guy. Um, Regardless of his production, regardless of his chemistry, it's a bad bet to make to give someone who's over 34, 35 years old, another contract extension for multiple years. Um, that's the one that bugged me. Like, look, Felino Hartman, those are also, those have some warts that I don't love. The Zuccarello one is still going to be probably the one that I'm going to hold against him the most. Now going through uh, 2025, 26 with, with a cap hit, um, 2024, 25 and 2005, 26 Declan of 4.1 million bucks. So, but, but you know what too? So yes, Bill Guerin deserves heat. Dean Evison deserves heat, but let's talk about Zuccarello and Kaprizov deserve a ton of heat too. Like, okay, if Zuccarello is getting old, that's one thing. But I mean, I'm sorry, man. Watching watching those guys play, and and I mean, Dean was trying, and I didn't agree with it, but he's trying to leave them together on a line. Like, what the? I'm watching it last night. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I, I, I mean, when did Kirill Kaprizov become a turnover machine? You know, so so. You know, Billy deserves blame. Dean deserves blame. But the players, too. The players deserve blame. What What are we doing here? You know? When When did you two decide to turn into Parisian sooner? Yeah. Like, well, so, they all, deserve, they all deserve as much blame as you can give them. Because it's, it's maddening to watch. And Kirill Kaprizov ain't old enough to be falling off any cliff anytime soon. 
Yeah, Kirill's pressing a little bit more, and you know, I know Kirill has uh, you know gotten a lot better at speaking English and even just speaking up in general more because he's obviously been in the states now for like four years. But you know, he's yet to really sound off on anything, and he probably won't. And Zuccarello, this is like nothing new. Like Matt's when he does want to voice his opinion, he's he's gonna have an opinion. We've we've seen that in locker rooms. We've seen that at the press conferences where it's just even sometimes even borderline uncomfortable when Matt Zuccarello is pissed off about something. Um, but I think for Kirill, who's obviously pressing here, I don't know. I, I don't want to label both those dude, both of those dudes in the Prezi suitor bandaid. Oh, yeah. I was situ- like, like, I was joking. And, and I, was I, know, joking I, know, about I know you were hyperbolizing a little bit, but still yeah. it's just, uh, Kirill is too good of a superstar and also not as much as at least I don't think as a pompous ass. I'll just call it bluntly as those two were. Yeah. Well, and. And the quote that I read from Zuccarello only bothers me in the fact that I think he should just be blaming himself right now. Like, dude, you're not playing well. You're passing way too much. You are not playing well. Um, Kirill, in quotes, is taking responsibility. So, like, he's saying, and I mean, you gave him an A. I, I was a champion of that. I said, do that. Up the pressure. And so far, he's so far he's folded. I fully expect him to uh come back all right let's go through jesse pierce for the line heathens declan he she's got lines let's go through them okay your new first line is marco rossi between uh caprizo on the left boldy on the right which is what they went to in the second period against the devils and it looks like they're going to stick with that for tomorrow night's game saturday night game against the rangers your thoughts on that line yeah i I liked I liked what I saw from from the new line of those guys. You got to reward players and you got to shake things up. Um, I Marco's been phenomenal. Uh, after I don't know if it was putting on the size or just getting more comfortable, but he clearly is a much different and better player, and he deserves to play with probably the best player on the team, obviously. And Kirill Kaprizov, if you want to flank him with Boldy too, that's also a good idea. So yeah, I I think that's good. You have to you you absolutely have to at this point. Boldy's back from injury, almost missing a month, and you got to put your best line together. And right now, those are your best three players, obviously, on offense. So pair them together. See what you can do. Rossi is one of the few, if not only, bright spots so far. Like he yeah. has been. And yeah. I think it's his size. I think because I think he's so skilled. But if you're small and not strong, yeah, you can get pushed around. He, it's not how it's not necessarily how big you are, it's what you can do physically mm-hmm. as well. Um, all right. Second line. This is a little bit of a change, I think, from last night. They have now paired Hartman with Johansson and Zuccarello. Hartman, Johansson, Zuccarello. And, uh, yeah. And and Jeek is and, and Joel Erickson Eck has gone down to the Maroon on the right, Felino on the left line, which is uh, which is basically the grief line too. The grief line. Yeah, and look, Patty Maroon's actually been he's got a little more offense than I thought. He got a little more skill than I gave him credit for, even. Yeah, he does. You know, he does. So um I'm I'm in the camp of breaking up Zuccarello Kaprizov and whatever I guess the repercussions and quotes are because of that I can I'm willing to take um, yeah and I don't hate the you know basically new grief line with Patty Maroon with Eck and Felino either um, Zuccarello and Kaprizov though they have to that's figure out how to be successful without each other too that's clear like this this 10 11 12 games sample yep. that we have here it's clear yep. they cannot be together. So I, I didn't like this um, 
center flip flop at first, but I, I think I get it. I think it's more of a, um, what they're trying to attempt to do is get Felino's game back on track. And the only center he's really played well with is Erickson Eck. So that's my guess. Like the one year that he scored and looked really good was with Eck. So I'm guessing that I'm guessing this has less to do with Eck and more to do with, with the fact that this can be grief line too. And that if Felino plays like he can, because he can pot some goals, I'm not saying he's going to go back to what he did a couple of years ago. Um, Hartman, Zuccarello, and Johansson is fine. I, I I think ultimately, ultimately at the end of the day, you need another center. Like Hartman should play, in my opinion, probably should play wing um, long-term. But anyway, and, and then the fourth line stays the same, which is uh, Duhame, Dewar, and Letary. First power play, Kaprizov, Rossi, Joel Erickson Eck, Boldy, Johansson. No quarterback that I can see. Right. Five forwards, which means if you're the Rangers, you're going to be pressuring them to get the puck out because they don't have a defenseman out there. Yeah, a lot of horses, right? I mean, those, those are those are some some, some significant names uh, without a defenseman. And look, that special teams is just awful. Well, so he kills a, a, an embarrassment. You got to try anything at this point. So if that means you know putting uh, putting someone else out there, you got to you got to try it. So we'll see how all five of those forwards perform. But I mean, I don't hate it on paper. I really like it. I don't know if it you know it sounds like more of a of a fantasy NHL twenty three type of situation. You know, video game style situation. But I mean, if it works, you can you can try it for sure. I'd be curious to run an, a a fact finding check on how how many teams do not have a single defenseman on a power play. Yeah, good point. Because there's something to be said for knowing, like if all hell breaks loose, there's something to be said for knowing exactly what you're doing. And five forwards, like offensive zone-wise, it could be great fun. But if the Rangers break out, like who really knows what they're doing defensively there? Uh, And and there's a big difference between back-checking as a forward and actually playing defense. And then the second power play, Felino, Maroon, both used. I'd be tempted to go with... Maroon, Letary, Hartman, Zuccarello, Addison. I love Zuccarello being put on the second power play. Yeah, it, again, you, you, have, you have to continue to break up Krill. You can't just put them back together for the power play, especially when you know they, they have a passive situation here, so um, or a pass first situation here. So no passive uh, too. But you're not wrong about it's that. Both, it, both, both of them you basically work. hit it. Um, it's interesting though that they're not going to take out Kalen Addison mostly just because um, of what he can do on the power play. And I guess I don't fault them to agree too much there they so john merrill probably comes out tomorrow merrill will probably come out correct which is also fine because that's been uh that's been rough all right your prediction by the time that we talk next week does the wild have this thing i'm not going to say turned around because that's too aggressive have they made positive strides or are they still going to continue to look like a bungling bunch i I mean i i don't see them beating the rangers tomorrow at all rangers are a good team they're going to come out with a lot of energy, the Wild, that is. They're going to try to come out, dominate, you know, win the opening faceoff, get a couple shots on goal, and see if they can, see if they can, you know, get a lead early. But I I need to see it. Like, I, you're right that this is a classic Wild or classic hockey situation that they're going to come in with their, you know, keisters on fire and they're going to be ready to roll. But I have yet to see any evidence, even with, you know, gripping the sticks and 
quotes at practice and all that stuff that suggests that they're going to come out and be ready to rock. I, I need to see it before I can declare it can happen. If they don't win tomorrow, they then go on an East Coast trip. Tuesday, Islanders. Thursday, Rangers. Friday, Buffalo. And then they come back home on Sunday the 12th to play the Stars. If the struggles continue through, you know, and let, let's say they lose tomorrow and let's say they get a point against on, on the trip. Is Dean Everson the coach when they play the Stars on November 12th? No. If if you if they lose if they I mean I mean how how could you not make a change? What would what would be the reasoning I guess not to not to have to make a change there? They'd have to. I don't know. I can give you one. Yeah, they'd they'd have to. They'd have to. Billy likes Dean, but uh, yeah, at some point in time the pressure is going to get turned up here. If nothing else from Craig Leopold. So, all right. Oof. So that's it. Uh, not necessarily labeled this, but sort of an emergency edition of Judd's Hockey Show because in St. Paul. All hell is breaking loose. Uh, thank you for watching. Declan, tell the people how they can help us here at Score North as we continue to grow this, grow these various brands. Yeah, hit the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, uh, you know, offense, pass, shoot, score. Dean, say a prayer, buddy. Get it together.